I am uh, from a religious group called the Missionaries of God's Love. We're made up of uh, priests, brothers and sisters. And we live in a brotherhood community just next door, <laughs> all, all 20 of us or something, 25 over there. And then there's houses all around the world. We're made up of so many cultures, you know, from all around the world, this great mixing pot of cultures and personality, and we're supposed to live community life together. Now, naturally, Christian community can be hard, and sometimes diverse cultures, uh, misunderstandings arise that need resolution. But luckily, I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm just seeing if you're paying attention, just joking. <laughs> of course, um, after nine years of living intense community life, I've just realized, oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> I'll give an example. Uh, I won't tell you who it is. They're not here, okay? <laughs> Next door, I was in the seminary five or six years ago, and one guy used to really annoy me that time. He was so annoying to me. I don't know why. He just did, okay? <laughs> he used to find a way to push the buttons. And so I said, I'll do the holy thing. I'll go to the chapel and I'll pray. And I said, God, can't you just make him better? <laughs> you know? <laughs> And I felt God say, with my beautiful, humble prayer, he said, he's actually good for you. He will make you a better priest. Now, I've, that has been true um, because I found out that he wasn't the problem. <laughs> I was the problem. He was reminding me of something that happened in the past, you know, like someone else. And I needed healing. He was pushing the button. He was doing God's work. This has to be healed. Does that make sense? And you know what? Today we're actually really close friends. Isn't that funny? That some of the strongest relationships um, we have in Christian community can be with people who we've resolved conflicts, disagreements. It brings a greater friendship after that. Those who we... Relationships that have been forged in fire end up becoming the most precious. The relationships that have been forged in fire become the most precious. So this is really important, that we learn how to, uh, when conflicts or hardships arise naturally, how do we resolve it in a Christian way? And I believe this is really important to God. Christian community is so important to God. You know, in the second reading, love our neighbour as ourself. We're called to love our neighbour as ourself. Whether it's our community of our family, our family community, or our friendship group, our work, or our church. Whatever, whoever God puts in front of us, we're called to love them as ourselves and build community. It's so central to Jesus' mission. Community is central. As it says, you know, Jesus prayed to Father, and we have it beautifully in, in John's Gospel. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they might be one, as we are one. I in them, you in me, they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them even as you have loved me. Wow, God is one. <laughs> the, three, the three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're perfect love. There's, in them is this perfect relationship. That's what we're called to. We'll, we'll enter into that after this life, but even here, even now, we're called to be 
imitating God and, and developing deep relationship. We're word communion. Communion, a deep, lasting relationship. And that at times involves sorting out conflicts. This can be difficult. I don't know what your, your experience has been with this over the years, but at times people know how to press our buttons. <laughs> Jesus today gives us a roadmap of how to walk through conflicts and work towards reconciliation and healing. So here we go. I'm going to give a few recommendations based on the gospel. Please don't hear this as like, I have it all together. As I explain, I don't. But we'll learn together. Let's go through it now. Four points. Humility, courage, listening, and humility. Humility is twice, if you didn't notice. Humility. Well, when a conflict arises, it's good to first examine our own hearts. See, sometimes uh, people, they, as of my story, I was the problem <laughs> because of my wounding. Or sometimes we have to just be honest. Were we just depleted? You know, sometimes when our spiritual needs are, are at their are at their low, lowest point, you know, someone was talking about driving back from Canberra and the, the gas tank light was on. When we're depleted, we can often go into a place where we're a bit short, you know, with others. We can be a bit short, like, a, like an iPhone, when it goes to low power mode. Some, were we in low power mode? Was it our fault? You know what I mean? We first, we examine with humility what's going on inside of me. We also examine why did that affect me so much? Why did that really make me angry or stir me up. That's the first point, humility. The second point is courage. If your brother does something wrong, go and have it out with him alone, between your two selves. If he listens to you, you have won back your brother. It takes courage to have these conversations. Let it be known tonight (laughs) that we are called to be courageous and to resolve conflict. We're called to be agents of peace, of reconciliation, of harmony in the world. And so we, have the, we should have that courage to go, even when it's difficult, and just bring someone aside and work it out. Now, we work it out one-on-one. This is very wise, the Bible, isn't it? One-on-one because we want to make sure that we're praising people in public, but we're correcting them in private out of respect for them. Bring them aside and we talk. We talk it through. Now, I know it's easier. Now, I'm no judgment. Priests were also born from families. (laughs) We know that often in family life, it's so hard to resolve conflict, isn't it? Sometimes it's so much easier just to, to put it under the rug, to put it aside for years, even decades. We can not talk to that person. We can put the... It's so much easier and then hopefully one day some sort of event will happen where we just forget about it. (laughs) Look, it happens. No judgment. And often it's harder to do that with family. But we need to be courageous. We need to be that agent of peace. The next point, if that point wasn't hard enough, here we go. (laughs) Listening. We know what happened with us what we were feeling, what we were saying, what was our story, what was going on, what was our perspective. Do we ever truly know what was another person's perspective? Do we ever truly know their heart, their background, their history, where their, where their buttons are from? 
We need to listen. We need to ask them with humility, what happened with you? <laughs> What's going on? You know, like, tell me. And it's, we do that with humility, the last point. Are we open to our mind being changed? <laughs> to our perspective being changed? Are we open to, after listening to someone, to say, you know what, I can see where you were coming from too? That's painful. <laughs> Are we open to having our way of seeing the world changed by another's perspective? Humility also involves the next point. If he does not listen, take one or two others with you. The evidence of two or three witnesses is required to sustain any charge. If you don't have the resources or the ability to work, to talk through by yourself with someone after a conflict, humility calls for us to get help, to maybe bring uh, someone from your community, to maybe make it more of a group discussion. Maybe there's some professional, like a counsellor or something, who's good at these type of conversations who can help. We, in humility, we realise that we might not have all the answers, we might not be able to resolve things. But all we can do is love. And this brings me to the last point, the, the really hard word, if it wasn't hard enough already. But if he refuses to listen to these, report it to the community. And if he refuses to listen to the community, treat him like a pagan or a tax collector. Catholic social teaching teaches us that we're never, uh, we're never, we never have to do the impossible. All we can do is our part. We love with all our hearts. We be courageous. We be humble. If, but we're not responsible to do the impossible. All we can do is love. If the other party is so stuck, that's okay. We'll keep loving them. We'll forgive them. We're not responsible for the outcome, but we're certainly responsible to be courageous and loving. Does that make sense? Hmm. Good. I don't have to go through them all again. <laughs> Now, of course, I just scratched the surface. I really scratched the surface here. There's so much more in our beautiful Catholic tradition about um, what the saints have said about loving your neighbour. Um, great people have written about um, having those hard discussions. But the point I'm making by just touching on it is that we need courage because community is so important. Where there is strong community, there is the kingdom of God. When there is strong community, people's lives are changed. One of the most beautiful things we hear is that we loved your community, we felt welcome, so we came back the following week. If people come and they experience genuine community, welcome, people there who love each other throughout the years, who are open to dealing with issues, they'll come back. They'll come back the following week. It's tangible. If our families are so strong and built in so much communion, these beautiful people will be formed from there and they'll go out and change the world. On Friday I saw Siraj's family. There were two priests in one family. Very good people. I know the, the other brothers, beautiful family men as well, and Terence's family, amazing people. And I remember just looking at them thinking, wow, you can see the fruit in Terence and Siraj coming from such amazing families. These two guys who were ordained on Friday. You know, the family changes everything. It's so important. See, community is very important. It's the image of God. And it's no wonder that it's so important to God. 
that he spends his time to really break open how do we sustain loving communities. And the last point in the Gospel, it says, I tell you solemnly once again, if two, or, if two of you on earth agree to ask anything at all, it will be granted to you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three meet in my name, I shall be there with them. Community is powerful. Where there's genuine community, where people gather in the name of God, Jesus is there. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is moving through them. We can encounter God through community. We can be able to spread the Spirit, spread the fire of God's love through the power of community. This is very important. And so we want to give ourselves and courage to building up communities, the ones who God's called us to. So Lord, let us be agents of your, your peace, your reconciliation, your harmony on earth. Let us build the communities that you have entrusted us to build because we know it's so important. And we know that when we gather in your name, you're here. You're giving the power to do so. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate. Or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.